Know what to eat, but find yourself not eating it. Perhaps you've been on diets and off again, and just wonder why you can't stick to them. The Eating For You podcast, hosted by me, Sally Ann Pisk, will show you what's been missing so you can enjoy a healthier way of eating that lasts. Welcome to this week's episode. And again, I'm very delighted to have Angela Mills here our resident fitness expert. Hello, Sally Ann. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and we have a wonderful thing to celebrate today. It's World Pilates Day on the 7th of May. So we're going to be talking today about the origins of Pilates and how you can get the most out of this form of movement. So Angela, let's get stuck into how this all started. Okay. Well, Pilates is actually named after a person, Joseph Pilates, and he was a German physical trainer who was born in the late 1800s and around the end of the Second World War moved to the US where he started teaching his method of fitness and eventually um, he called it Contrology at the time. And then after his death, it became known as Pilates, sort of named after him as well. Going back, he was quite a, a sickly child from what history tells us. So that, you know, he had asthma, rickets, uh, rheumatic fever. And to improve his physical health, he started uh, developing all these exercises, which helped him to become stronger and to overcome a lot of this. He did boxing in his youth, gymnastics. He was very heavily influenced by classical Greek fitness. Um, A lot of, you know, what we see from, you know, the early Olympics and what is a real, you know, what is strength, what is fitness was guided by that. I believe he also had a Greek parent. And I only know that because I'm Greek as well. So when I read that, I was very excited. It's like, oh my gosh, there's some Greek in him as well. <laughs> and uh, But he also studied extensively other types of, I guess, um, physical disciplines, Tai Chi, uh, yoga as well. And what he really came back with was a blend of a lot of these things. He really believed that posture was very, very important for our longevity, a very massive advocate of, of having deep breath. He felt that in modern times, which is post-World War II, so even in, which is not very modern for us, but even then he felt that people were not breathing deeply enough. There was too much shallow breathing and that had a massive impact on people's health as well. And as well as that, he also felt that just the lack of exercise, even though in that era there would have been a lot more physicality than what we have now, even at that point, he felt that people post-World War II were not being as physical as they had been before. And that was to the detriment of their health as well. So he was a very massive advocate for overall fitness. And I remember reading a quote where someone would ask him, well, you know, what part of the body is this exercise working? And he would say, it's working the body. You know, he was never <laughs> one to break down and say, we're just going to work on our inner core or our glute or yeah. our shoulders. And it is quite interesting because now when we talk about Pilates, we talk about the fact that we're honing in on the deeper core and, you know, our upper back or our glutes. And, and it helps us to structure Pilates as we see it in the modern sense. But he never would quite break it down in that same no. way. He felt that the, a person's spine was a key to how long they would live. You know, if, you know, someone who has a, a flexible spine is young, someone who, regardless of their age, whereas someone might be quite young and have an inflexible spine and yet they're old in their body. So he was, yeah, he was very big on movement. He also used to love going to the zoo. So he would love to watch animals moving and really try to look at their movement patterns and then try to bring that back into types of exercises that would actually help people as well. So yeah, it was very interesting. He was definitely ahead of his time in many ways in terms of how he looked at the body, how he looked at movement and how he sort of looked at the connection between modern life and I guess the, the some of our failings of modern life on the body and how exercise would really help to actually overcome a lot of that. Yeah, but it, mm. it is really amazing 
just seeing how health and fitness and medicine evolve and contract and then sprout again because as you were talking about the body being viewed as the body not the hamstrings just brings to mind you know a lot of our NRL players the last 12 months going overseas to get Mm. advice on how to move Mm. their body to take less pressure off the hamstrings and so it's like that that understanding that Mm. you know a knee injury is not necessarily about our knee it could be about our lower back it could be you know not related and there are a group of practitioners certainly moving that way but Mm. there's also others that are still oh well the problems with your knee because that's where the soreness is but it could be posturally related somewhere else so it is fascinating it is interesting and also even you know when we look at say modern ailments like well we may say that we have knee issues because of our hip you know and we can trace it back to where where you know the movement pattern is not right as it should be what's causing it and then we'll do corrective exercise just for that in Pilates era regardless of whether someone came into him with a bad knee or this he would actually have a sequence of movements let's say I can't you know he had different movements but he would say okay you have to do these 24 movements and they might not even touch on that area of the body but in the process of going through this movement pattern that he would actually put all his clients through all the boxes would be ticked it's just that you never really felt like you were isolating and just moving on an area of weakness and, and people would come out and say I feel fantastic I feel taller I feel that I can move with more freedom as well and oops and I don't feel that ailing anymore <laughs> down in that part of my body down there yeah, <laughs> or wherever yeah. it is yeah, no, so mm-hmm. it is fascinating. So I know there can be, you know, different practitioners working in Pilates who have different health backgrounds mm. and movement backgrounds, such as dance and maybe sport and physio and, and medical backgrounds. With your approach to Pilates, Angela, what do you see the benefits for ladies going through your programs? Well, it's interesting how you mentioned in terms of people's different approaches because many people come into teaching Pilates from very different parts of, you know, backgrounds in life. Quite often be people from dance or from the performing arts that have actually used some type of exercise as part of their sort of training in their discipline and it turns out it's very Pilates centric because again Joseph was also guided by what gymnasts did and what um, dancers did too in his training so they'll come into the Pilates world via say dance physiotherapists who will come from a very different background start to see the benefits of Pilates for rehab for their clients and even going as first by giving Pilates exercises to people and then actually getting to the point where they're they're actually teaching corrective classes uh, Mm -hmm. for it as well I came from a fitness background so I was a fitness trainer before I became a Pilates instructor and to me it felt as if I could understand fitness better as soon as I got to understand Pilates it almost suddenly it was almost like like an aha moment aha I can understand the foundations of movement now and I can therefore train people in fitness more effectively because I almost feel like I have that that lovely grounding in terms of how the body's meant to move yeah yeah So we're all a bit different. So in terms of how do I teach it today? Well, most of my students these days tend to be women. And I do have a few very brave men as well. And they love Pilates as well. And that's that's probably a podcast for another time because I think men should do a lot more of this type of movement as well. But for many women, it is a way of um, exercising that really feels good at, um, especially when you get to your 40s and above. You're at a life stage where some of the more um, pump and grind of traditional fitness just feels like just a little bit hard on the body um we're craving a i guess a more a gentle movement as well we're also looking for movement which i think gives us an element of i I guess a mental 
release at the same time as well. And a bit like yoga, the deep breathing that and the flow element of Pilates really um, encourages relaxation and stress release as well. So we're, we're starting to tick a lot more boxes and that's mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of the women that I, I actually teach Pilates to now are at that life stage where they they want something that they know is going to make their body feel good they, you know we, we want to feel like we've got a bit more I guess openness in our body in our joints and at the same time we also want stress relief as well and it it seems to tick a lot of boxes in yeah. that respect yeah no that's really good and in terms of what you offer you have online Pilates as well as face-to-face don't you now that's right so look, I, I do Pilates one-on-one with people where it to be more tailored programs for where people are at and especially if they do have particular I guess areas of weakness in the body that we're constantly working on in our studio we have what we call mat classes where we actually do them on your fitness mat or your yoga mat and again guiding people through exercises where we also offer variations you know depending where people are at we also do Pilates um, equipment classes as well or reformer classes where we're using a bed-like structure which was developed by Joseph Pilates where it has a moving carriage on it with springs which which determine how fast or how slow you can move that carriage and we do a sequence of exercises on that as well which can be tailored for people and of course online now as well which we started doing um, COVID lockdown and it just seems to just keeps going there are many students that I haven't seen since before COVID because they're all on doing it online these days yeah. as well yeah well, and that and that's really um a quite a, um, a growth area both for me I guess as a Pilates instructor and for many other uh, Pilates instructors as well because often people do have other types of activities that they're doing you know or sports um, or they might be you know av- avid walkers or hikers but they really feel that the body needs, I guess, a centering, you know, just yeah. running through certain movements, movement patterns, which makes sure that you're less likely to ever get injured and which give you that little bit of downtime in a way that you're working out in a way that doesn't feel stressful for the body. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I have done a little bit of Pilates in the past and are currently doing more yoga, but where I see a similarity between Pilates and yoga, it's very much gaining an understanding of how the body moves but also how the breath helps us move as well and yeah it's fascinating because I know I've had some aha moments you know doing yoga thinking oh I never thought about how my hip moves with my knee and my foot and you know whatever Mm. you know posture I'm doing and you you take that what I love about it is you take it in to every day so it's Mm -hmm. like you're learning how to move your body not just in that class but in just everyday movements so you can feel much more confident and stronger and free I suppose to move um, with everyday tasks. Absolutely. And Joseph was strongly um, guided by yoga as well. And that's why you tend to see a lot of moves both, uh, you know, that, that have come to Pilates from from yoga as well as um, other areas as well. Uh, things such as alignment, you know, our kneecap, you know, the center of our kneecap is meant to be in line with the middle of our toes on our foot. Now, as soon as we lose that principle, regardless of what type of movement we're doing, we're more likely to be injured as well. So there are a lot of these alignment principles through movement and Pilates really hones in on that as well so it is a really nice way of actually stopping ourselves enough so that we get that mind-body connection and we really start to get a, a real awareness of where our body is sitting in space I often say to people you know you've lifted your leg I want you to put that leg down exactly where you picked it up from and people think oh I didn't really pay attention to where I picked it up from but building that mind-body connection is is it's almost meditative as well ah, but yeah. you get to know your body you yeah. know what your body can and can't do and it is that preventative part because I often you know joke to myself you know I don't have time to do yoga every morning because I might go and do what I call garden yoga you know like I'll be <laughs> doing stuff and you know sometimes I will do a downward dog believe it or not in my garden 
um, you know, to, yes. to reach something. You know, it's not a mm-hmm. traditional downward dog. But I think for a lot of ladies, you know, that I talk with in, in you know, my, my work, they, they have that, again, that fear of doing exercise and, and injuring mm. themselves. And until we're having this discussion today, I hadn't realised how important it was for me and obviously mm. for the ladies and men that you teach, Pilates. Yeah, just learning about the body and how Absolutely. it moves and, and how to, to feel confident and prevent that injury. I That's think it's right. really important. Yeah, and it's interesting, um, you know, issues such as um, shoulder issues or lower back issues, quite they're very common in gardening. Now, not to pick yeah. on gardening because there are other ways that we injure ourselves <laughs> as well as gardening. But I have a lot of ladies who have, have picked up injuries in gardening and often it'll be something such as getting the position where you're not engaging yourself correctly as you're leaning over so you're putting a lot of undue stress on your lower back and and that's where Pilates teaches you how to hold yourself so that you're less likely to put yourself in that situation but also even things such as pulling weeds with just your shoulder muscles you know these poor little rotator cuff muscles doing all the work when it could be the whole body moving together you know it's almost like in symphony where you're less likely to injure a specific joint because the body's moving holistically yeah and and you're quite right that was one of my early insights when I started like beginner's yoga was yeah to engage the whole body that's right because you know in real life you mm. sh- we should never just use the shoulder or ju- you know or just you know just use the ankle you know mm. it should be the whole body flowing through movement and mm. and that's where this type of practice is is really lovely for it's almost teaching us without us realizing that we're learning it it's the repetition it's the you know it's the it's the the regular practice yeah. Um, that actually yep. is where we get the benefits. Yeah, no, that's really good. And Angelou, if people are listening and want to see this in practice, you mentioned earlier off air that you have a YouTube video with some instruction around Pilates. Yes, I do have. I have. I have done one YouTube video, which is on on YouTube. Sorry, I do have a lot of videos in my membership, but I do have one that is available to anyone to actually have a go at. And I'll give you the link to that, Sally Ann, so you can put it yeah. in your show notes as well. But it's, that will be here. Yes, yeah, so so that way people can link directly to it. On YouTube (laughs) yeah so again thanks for listening and if you've been listening and think yeah I really enjoyed uh, this episode please feel free to share it on your Instagram or Facebook pages too and then your friends and family can get the benefit as well well thanks again Angela for sharing an insight to a potential movement that could be of benefit to many people no thank you so much Sally Ann I think Pilates is is one of those underrated uh, types of exercise um, especially for women and I hope some people do give it a go (laughs) and (laughs) And let me know how you go (laughs) we'd love to hear well thanks for listening and I look forward to sharing with you again next week You have been listening to the Eating For You podcast with Sally Ann Pisk. If you are looking for additional support to enjoy a lifelong way of healthier eating, then join our private community for women on Facebook. I have included the link to join in this episode's notes.